You know, it feels weird talking about this because of all the dentist trauma on our podcast, but I guess we're just going to act like that that person doesn't exist for this, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Ouch. It feels it feels bad that Madison's not here for this moment. <laughs> I'll live. Um, <laughs> Louie, you're talking during the music. I love it. I love it. God damn it, Louie. You had one rule. Let's just keep going. You know what? You know what? Yeah. (laughs) How's it going, Crosscut Cinemas, Smarty Mart Choppers, whatever you guys want to call yourselves? We're back with another... I guess you could I guess you could say this is like a occupational related pod because yeah. we're here with a plant boy talking about plant movies. My boy Louie. What's Ayo. up, Louie? So Louie what's poppin'? <laughs> so Louie, what is like your job description? Uh so right now it is almost completely unrelated to plants. I oh, work really? at a Yeah. Really put my degree to use here. Uh <laughs> But I work at a corn milling plant, testing their cornstarch and corn syrup. So uh, pretty much any ingredient that involves that stuff probably comes through my factory. That still sounds sciencey, but I got you. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely it's not plant sciencey. But your thing, your like, I don't know. Do you want to call it your passion? Do you want to call it your whatever you want to? I don't know how you describe your relationship with plants, but obviously you are more of a plant connoisseur than me, the person who refuses to allow indoor plants to be in my home. Oh, dude, indoor plants are great, but I get you. No, Franny, uh, Franny wants guess- them so bad, but I'm just like, dude, like, yeah, I have like a few cactuses, and like, that's like it. Like because- our dogs love just eating whatever they find, and I'm like, I don't want them to just eat mulch at some point. That just seems like something they do. Oh. Uh- yeah, I You're feel yeah. I have to keep all the plants away from little man because it's like little man, oh, little man. Yeah. I'll totally put him in the thumbnail. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> so, cool. but we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, we are the uh, classic with uh, Rick Moranis and all those boys. Um, so, interesting story about how Little Shop of Horrors came to be. So originally back in the 60s, I think it was Roger Corman, but I might be messing that up. Um, I think it's Corman, uh, was shooting a bunch of movies on this set. And then there was like a spare set that was built, erected, that nobody was using anything for because the movie they had shot it for like had already finished very early. So he quickly like went and like started writing a story like, oh, should it be about, you know, vampires or blah 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 and then he came across a short story called the reluctant orchid and it's about a living plant and he was inspired to write the very first in 1960 rocky horror picture show classic like bad film and this movie is along the lines of like you know plan nine you know hanos man man's you know man of fate or whatever the fuck it's like very b movie like ed wood style like Nobody knew about it. Nobody really cared about it. And then these two Broadway writers came along. They saw the movie and then they wrote a show about it, brought it to Broadway and it was so wildly popular. They came out of the, they came out and made this film, which is like a whole nother level of popularity. People love this movie. It is a cult classic. What, what did you, uh, what did you think about the movie? Uh, Louis, sorry. I'm like very stumbling uh, right now. Uh, it's all good. Uh, I'm stumbling all over my words today. It's okay. I'm, I'm no better. 
I'll be so blitzed. We're just a little in Minecraft right now, right before we got on here. Oh man, uh, I woke <laughs> up like ten minutes ago, so I'm there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we were like, oh, you know, he hasn't answered yet. Maybe he's gonna want to do it in like an hour or something because it was like seven fifty, and I was like, you know, we can just like go a little bit into Minecraft, and now we're out here in Minecraft. But it's still gonna be a good pod. We do most of our pods this way, so. but yeah sorry what did you think of the movie um i had no idea it was a musical that's awesome not a horror movie were you so were you excited were you excited or taken back by that were you like what the fuck wait you didn't know what little shop of horrors was before this (laughs) you're the plant guy oh my god i love that like I watched it for the first time recently, but I always like knew what it was about still because like Glee did something with it. And, and like, and I feel like it's, it's just in like the general in consciousness. The, yeah. Feed me Seymour is like a line that you oh hear God. all the time. I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a Dexter's lab joke. <laughs> You're like, omelette du fromage. <laughs> well, like um, the episode where his dad, like is in a garden, his head pops up and he's just like, and so, like, I they were that was making like fun of Little Shop of Horrors, I'm sure. Yeah, they were definitely yeah, referencing Little Shop of Horrors. Now I know. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. that's awesome. It's wildly iconic. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the Rick Moranis of it all, and like, you know, the character of Audrey going from like this mousy voiced character, but whenever she sings, Straight it's up, like the mean green mother. Like, like her, like the way she blasts. Her voice in the actual mm-hmm. songs like literally pulls a Fanny Bryce on suddenly Seymour, but then she's back to talking like this during the movie <laughs> is like a, is like comedy within itself. It's like so intentional to be like startling, oh, yeah. and it's so great. Um, mm-hmm. The so the premise of the movie is this guy he works at a plant shop. He's like from the slums and like you know he was like an orphan and this guy who owns the plant shop. I think it was like Mushnick is his name. I think. Um, yeah, Mushnick. Mushnick. He he goes and he like basically pulls this kid out of um, foster care or, or you know like an orphanage or whatever, and then has him work at his shop, basically as child labor. And of course, the Seymour character is like he he changed my life, and I'm just like, bro, you were like literally yeah, put into gets, child labor immediately. Up, that, right. that, like he that's fucked up. He did that, um, but he's working at this plant shop, oh, yeah. and, and the economy's bad, and. They're on this. They're at, they're on this side of town called Skid Row, which um mm-hmm. the it's really funny. Like the 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 way this movie at the time was attacking like you know class warfare and the different financial situations that people were in and like just basically all all the social contracts tied into the plot are, are like still oddly relevant in a way, and they even come off funnier. Like the jokes that are made at the expense of like the rich are even funnier than they were before. <laughs> like when they're oh, all yeah. coming in, they're like, what a lovely plant. I'll buy a thousand roses. Oh yeah. Like that fucking, that one guy that's just like, you got change for a 50. Yeah. And then he's and like, just like, no, he's like, Oh yeah. I guess I'll buy double. I guess I'll buy a hundred dollars for the roses, which is like, actually though. Um, yeah. yeah I've been in that situation. <laughs> And, you know, the, another great thing about this movie is it's so blissfully paced. Like, a lot of musicals get really bogged down the fact that they're like, we need to have a lot of songs in the movie, but we also need to have a lot of this 
character building and these and these attachments with people this this mm. movie is set so micro where everything's happening a lot in this plant shop and that's because of the original film you know being shot on a reuse set they they kept it to the small set they had and the same goes with this they basically were like we're going to be in like three contained areas like there is going to be the dentist's office the radio station and then the plant shop and that's pretty much the only places he goes other than like actually getting Audrey too from that weird market. But the movie's only an hour and 28 minutes. You get a full plot out of it. You understand who the characters are and it's, and it's over and done with. And it's just like a fun ride. Whereas like you like a fucking lame is or in the Heights. I'm there for an hour and a half. And like, it just feels like there's movie in the middle that doesn't need to be there. So that's one of the best yeah. things I can say about this movie. Oh yeah. I'm usually the kind of guy that's just like, well, I better pause the movie and like, get my popcorn, get some wawa. <laughs> but no, this whole time I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck's going to happen next to this movie? <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. plot is wild. And I saw the movie when I was a little kid in really weird circumstances. Basically, my dad was taking us to this church, like my whole family, and the, we there was like an opposite family where all the kids were the same ages as us. So we did that whole Christian thing where like, I guess like that suddenly means your family's your best friends and they had a pool. So that was cool. But, um, I went over there and I saw little shop of horrors at like seven and that's way too early to see this movie. So there's elements of the movie where I'm watching it. And I'm still a little scared. And I think it's like built into that. It's not a scary movie at all. It's totally like a dark comedy. Like that's entirely what it is, but the plot. Oh yeah. The plot's crazy. I mean, there's a, literally a scene where a man and a plant are singing back and forth about mutilating Maybe somebody. that's why you don't want house plants. Oh, my You're God. You're fucked up about it. That theory mm-hmm. is the most victorious theory you've had. That that one holds water for sure. Yeah, for sure. It definitely... Like, I always tell people that the first R-rated movie I saw was Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I actually think technically it's Little Shop of Horrors. It's just not actually R-rated, but it's so close. It was originally R-rated. R-rated. No, it's PG thirteen. That's wild. You still shouldn't watch it at seven. Mm -mm. Definitely not. Some would say at thirteen is a good age. (laughs) Yeah. But um. Better fifteen, I'd say. So, did you have like a favorite scene, a favorite song from the movie? You know, as funny as it is, I kind of like the song with a. Anytime uh, Steve Martin's character was on. Are you talking about like the dentist song? Yeah. Oh my God. That character, <laughs> that character is so insane to me. The dentist character is crazy to me. Dude, he's such a piece of shit. He's the worst dude ever. <laughs> but just like his physicality and like presence on scene. Oh, I live for it, man. It's so funny. <laughs> and also like, and every single time he's having a conversation with Audrey, it's the most insane conversation you've ever heard. Like his demands of her are so wild. And it's like, how do they hold a conversation all day long? Like the way Gosh, he, right. the way he like accosts her, he's like, what do you mean you're looking at something? Like, he's like so aggressive about everything. Um, what did you, so like when, when basically Rick Moranis's character decided like, yeah, I, because this plant's telling him I'll make, I'll do whatever you want. Like I'll make your life perfect. If you just feed me somebody, what did you Mm -hmm. think about like the fact that the Rick Moranis character Seymour was actually willing to go murder somebody? Like, were you fucking blown away by that? Cause for me, 
that scene's always been kind of crazy where like he he totally went there with intentions of shooting that dentist to death. Dude, right? He had he was strapped and ready to go. Yeah, um, dude, he was literally he was he was literally packing. Like he was he brought oh, yeah. he brought a revolver to the dentist. Which is like the level of trauma mm-hmm. Madison's at on a real note, but <laughs> well, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that much because you know, here's this guy. He's like, "Oh man, I'm bleeding. I better feed it to my plant instead of you know, getting raw ass meat and just being like, all right, plant, here you go.'" <laughs> and like, just it's weird how long because the plant got so big, right? So it's like, how oh, much yeah. blood did he give to that plant? Too much. Like, Especially because later on, he's just like, I can't give you any blood. He's like, my veins like, are it's dry, like It's like bro. when people get like leeches as pets. Like, it, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Or not plants, leeches as pets. Leeches as plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people get leeches as plants, they're, they're severely disappointed because it's not a plant. Wait. Louie, you're the plant expert. Are leeches plants true or false? Uh, here, let me look it up. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> is there is there a plant that's close to a leech? Uh, yeah, actually, there's quite a few that are like leeches. Whoa. Uh, there's there's a the ghost pipe plant, which literally has like no photosynthesis of its own. It just like straight up uh, leeches the nutrients off roots from other plants. So it literally fucked uh, up. It literally just robs other plants. It's like a vampire. Yeah, it doesn't even have a chloroplast, the thing that makes its own energy. So like literally all of its energy is from uh, any other plant in the area. That's crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. Plants are uh-huh. fucking weird. They're like a whole other planet to me. Dude, right? What do you, so what's your opinion? Mm-hmm. This is so unrelated, like on every level, but I've just been thinking about Ooh. this a bunch. So uh-huh. on YouTube, there's been a big push because of certain YouTubers uh, to bring back monarch butterflies. Yeah. Because they're like dying off because there's not enough milkweed. But milkweed can mm-hmm. be considered poisonous to like animals and people. What are your thoughts on like the preservation of milkweed, even though it can be poisonous? Like, and also, how dangerous is it really? If you know that, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you know about uh, milkweed, I you know a little bit about milkweed, but let me. So, milkweed, the main thing that's poisonous about it is the white latexy sap. Mm-hmm. If I remember right. You know, any other uh, plant guys in the in the comments. Yeah, any plant people off. in the comments. Wouldn't it be crazy if that's like a community that we erupt? Like the plant community's outraged by us not knowing enough about milkweed. Oh, yeah. They just hear me talking and they're like, talking shit. You'd you be surprised when people comment. Like the things we get hate for sometimes are the weirdest things in the world that we didn't even think about. Like oh, Franny, yeah. Franny got a hate comment the other day. Like I don't even get her perspective. And Franny's like, I don't even remember what my opinion was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, people just hate on you for the weirdest shit. It's true. It's 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 the whole like anonymity of it all. You know, you can say whatever you want on YouTube. So I welcome anybody in the comments to write things, mean things about 
Any of us, oh, yeah. except for Little Man. You can't write mean things about Little Man, but you can r- say mean things about everybody else. Wow, but you you let people say mean things about me? A hundred percent. I That's a part of our job. I've been letting them do that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I'll go ahead and extend that to myself because I can just block you guys. You don't know my real YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Unless he wants me to oh, shout yeah. it out later, then I might. <laughs> well, I would if you uh, want I don't even have the only thing I have on there is me just outplaying the shit out of the guy on second. So if you want one video, <laughs> dude, I bet. The, what if that video, video blew up because of this though? You're like, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, um, we've we've had that effect in the past, so who knows? Um, but yeah, so let's get back to the movie for a second because I feel like we steered oh, off quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So with the Little Shop of Horrors movie, obviously, like. Old boy goes through with like taking the body, doesn't actually kill anybody, but then the guy mm-hmm. who owns a plant shop is being eaten. And essentially Audrey is starting to clearly come to Seymour's attention as like, oh, I'm I'm doing this because I'm taking over the planet. Like, I'm not just a weird, mm-hmm. hungry, exotic plant. I am I'm invading the planet right now, and you are the like the cornerstone of this invasion. Right? So mm-hmm. there's this big bout and also this is after the, the the most popular song in the musical is suddenly seymour right and what's insane yeah. about that song <laughs> is the song in question this the, the the things leading up the events leading up to the song are a guy murders a girl's boyfriend or at least you know mutilates his body and then asks her out and she's into it <laughs> that's the that's the reason behind that song's existence and it's like literally, oh. it's a Broadway back pocket. There's not a person on Broadway who doesn't know how to sing Suddenly Seymour. Oh, and the whole, you purified me too. That's like a, ooh. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, definitely. That's a yikes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, it's, it's so nuts. Ugh, dude. <laughs> like. But yeah, anyway, so it leads it leads up to eventually like Audrey and Seymour like having this big bout, and mm-hmm. um, what's really great about the Audrey two scenes uh, from a filmmaking perspective is they actually shot all of the moving parts. Um, Frank Oz directed this, the guy who did the Muppets. Um, if mm. you guys didn't know that, uh, which is crazy because originally they were thinking about getting Martin Scorsese to direct it, which uh, would have been insane. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it turned out to be Frank Oz. And then, um, but the thing is he, he does puppet work. So he made Audrey like really come to life by making these really elaborate stems and extra puppets, like extra mounds that came off of Audrey and everything. And the way they uh-huh. shot it was they shot it at half speed and then sped it up in post. And they were able to do that without having Rick Moranis' character look all crazy. But there's one scene where Rick Moranis' mm-hmm. character is crawling over to like get to uh i think it was an axe and audrey's like root comes up through the ground well what's funny about that scene is it looks totally normal but in order for it to work they had to have rick moranis slowly crawl over there like Uh as slow as possible because they would have to speed it up in post so this there's actually footage out there of the original speed of the scene and it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life it looks like oh, two yeah. cats like circling in the alley, like because he's moving so slow. That's so weird. But it looks great. I mean, I still couldn't see it. I had to figure out what part of the movie th- this was referencing, and it was actually difficult because they did such a great job with Audrey too. 
yeah, the puppet. Like, I thought it was CG for a hot moment because I was like, there's no way they, like, either, like, motorized the thing this well or if it was uh, puppet work. Holy cow, it is really intricate. Yeah, I mean, he's the perfect dude to direct this movie. And I, I think that that's why, Jesus, me, my dog just hit her head on the coffee table. <laughs> she's okay, fine. She's fine. Oh, yeah, she's fine. She's just a dummy. Yeah. She's, you know, she's a little chonk, got no thoughts, you know? <laughs> Um, no thoughts, only treats. Yeah, on yeah, no thoughts, only treats. Exactly, but uh, he was the perfect person to direct the movie, um, and that's why it's like it culturally stands on its own, and that's why so many people like know what it is without even ever seeing it, and have yeah. no idea that there was so much built up in that movie. There being a previous film that was like a cult classic of its own right, there being a really successful a successful stage play, and then this movie so giant and like iconic it's it's still the most iconic thing of this ip like it's the most iconic interpretation it's the one that everybody goes back to when they're talking about little shop of horrors um and and it should be because like i said rick moranis a lot of people always talk about you know his roles in like ghostbusters or honey i shrunk the kids or whatever it may be space balls he's the honey i shrunk the kids Mm -hmm. wow oh yeah yeah he's the dad in that and he's he's um darth helmet in space balls um and it really is like this is his most iconic role i I don't think anybody else could play this honey i shrunk the kids and then space balls are listed first Mm -hmm. and that's and you know i get that more people i think more people have just seen those movies and that's maybe why it's more relevant for him but if you, as far as like a best performance of an actor's career, like that is solidly his best because he carries the whole movie on like his wimpy but like relatable like little quirks because wow, there's there's not a lot of movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Because he was originally he did a he did like Second City, you know, kind of stuff. Like he was doing like SNL style stuff before that, but this was like his first movie and um. I I just I always go back to like the movie's pacing is so great because they don't they don't they do the music small interactions with each other move on so you really have to experience who these characters are and understand who they are based completely on their actions between scenes and he's so definitively Seymour in this movie that you could totally understand where he's coming from even though you might only get six or seven words per every 20 minutes you're 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 instantly relating with this character and get it. So that that's oh, yeah. one of the from things the mo- I really enjoy about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like from the moment he drops those pots and Mushnick's like, ah, come on, boy. Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. He's like, I'm trying. And she's like, don't yell at him. And you're like, yeah, don't yell at him. <laughs> yeah, he's just a sweet baby boy. <laughs> and, you know, he's da- he sleeps in the basement and he's working on these plants all the time for this dude. And this dude ain't even appreciative. Like we all, we all side mm-hmm. with that. Oh, hell yeah. But I know that. So what did you think of the ending that you saw of a little shop of horrors? So I don't know if I watched like an extended version or something, but I watched the ending where the Audrey twos just kind of took over the planet and just started wrecking that. That's the extended version. That's not the actual version of the movie that was released. So this is what happened. Little shop of horrors screened, uh, early for test audiences and they really loved the movie except for the final scenes where 
Franny, if you didn't know this, at the end of the movie, the Audreys take over the planet. I didn't know that. Uh, while the uh, while the um, Skid Row girls are singing about like their domination, essentially, in front of an American mm-hmm. flag. That's insane. And uh, there's like total kaiju scenes. He like one of them like eats a subway, like not 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 a sandwich nor a sandwich establishment, but a physical subway. <laughs> and um, the movie's. Uh, ends with the military shooting at an Audrey climbing the Statue of Liberty and then it shows an end credit and then the plant busts through the end credit and attacks the audience. That's so weird. I want it that. Wow. So that's crazy. What's so, this is the main thing I want to talk about. For, first of all, I'm fine with the original ending of Little Shop of Horrors or not the original, but the one they put out. I think it's fine. It's, it's oh, where it just beats the uh, anymore and calls it a day. So the, the what he what happens is he doesn't eat Seymour. Seymour kills him with uh the when the when the building crumbles, Seymour finds a uh-huh. live wire and plugs it into the plants and they explode. And then he goes off with Audrey and they buy that little house that was seen in the cutscenes and they live out their life together. Um Oh man. I know, it's a total it's a completely different ending with totally different vibes to it. Um I think that that was probably right for the time in order for it to like be in the general consciousness. Cause every single movie had to be like neatly wrapped. But if they were making mm-hmm. this movie today, the controversial ending would be that they ended and everything was happy. Like the, the expectation now is like total destruction yeah. when it comes to like these monster movies, you know, when it comes to things like the blob or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think it's interesting that if they were to show a screen audience this now, instead of like 1984 or whatever it was, if they showed to them in 2021, which ending would they like better? I, I really think that the ending they didn't give us is like a fucking cool and funny ass ending. Oh, yeah. It reminds but me of Suicide Squad with the uh, starfish thing. Oh, Operation Starfish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Louis? Oh. You know, for a plant scientist, I'm surprised he did, you know, just like grab some pesticides and he's like, all right, you know what? Fuck you, plant. Eat shit. Die. <laughs> he did. I, I, well, like, he didn't. He, I think the, uh, like, wasn't, didn't the fight take place in the plant shop? Well, yeah. Right? But what kind of plant shop doesn't sell pesticides? No, what I'm saying is, like, I, that doesn't make sense. Like, he really should have grabbed them. I mean, he, he he in the beginning when he's like singing the song about like how the plant is dying and it won't grow he's going over mm-hmm. all these things he did all these like high level plant scientist jujitsu and mm-hmm. <laughs> ninjutsu and shit and uh, for me i think if they have all that they probably do have pesticides but then again like i don't know the original way the movie was shot audrey wins so they had to find something that was like they could use as much footage as possible so when the building crumbles on top of of Seymour, that's that's oh. the perfect timing to write in the ending of like how you're going to kill them, and it'd be like, oh, I found some pesticides, and the rubble would probably not work. Ooh. Well, that's I'm crazy. no screenwriter. I'm just a flag guy. <laughs> no, no, I think that your critique totally makes sense. It's weird that no one, not a single person, who gets fucked up by this plant inside of a plant shop in which he never leaves ever grabs a pesticide. I mean, Audrey doesn't do it. The man who owns a fucking plant shop is like... Also, the scene where he died was crazy. I just want to point that out, too. That's the one that haunts my dreams. The one that fucked me up as a kid. (laughs) 
when he's Dude, walking I him up, ya. like he's walking him up through the plant shop, holding a gun to his back, and he's like, "You know what I could do?" And the whole time, they're like, the 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 um the Skid Row girls are singing like this ominous like statement. I can't even remember what it is right now. I think it's like "Come Closer" or something like that. Or yeah, it, but it, like they're doing this ominous singing and. Slowly, Rick's being like Seymour is being backed up to the door, and the guy in um, Mushkin, I think, is holding the gun to him. Mm-hmm. And like, you see Audrey getting ready to eat this man, and then the man goes, "Oh, you know what? I don't have to turn you into the police." And you're thinking, like, "Oh, great! So Seymour is going to save him because he's because he's not going to turn him in." And then the guy continues with, "But leave me the plan." And Seymour sees like, "Oh, you know what? You're kind of fucked up." But to let him get eaten like that. Was really fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, at yeah, that point, anything you felt towards Seymour, where you're like, he didn't kill the doctor, like he fucking killed that guy. Yeah, he killed that oh, guy yeah. for sure. <laughs> also, when when Audrey like, was in his mouth, just, were you freaking out? Uh, a little, just because, like, what he was eating Mushkid, but it was a little taken away because Mushkid's just like ah. Wait, stop, hold up. <laughs> he's stop. Like, he, oh, this is a minor inconvenience. He's like, stop it. Cut it out. I don't like this game. Like, cut it. Quit. It's like somebody's tickling you, but they're eating you alive. But what did you think when he called Audrey on the phone? Like when Audrey 2 called Audrey on the phone and had her run across the street. And then when Seymour comes in, she's being half eaten already. Like, that fucked me up when I saw that. I thought for sure she was dead. I'm surprised she wasn't dead, honestly, considering how fast they killed everyone else. Yeah, I mean, holy shit. Like, it was pretty much like two bites, and then he rolled into the back of Audrey's mouth for the um, Mushkin guy. So I thought for sure that she was dead. And then when she wasn't dead, I was like, I was just kind of annoyed, almost. I was like, but he's had her for way longer than this other dude. Right? And, like, what was that? Oh, also the whole, uh, Hey, I'm thirsty. Like, come water me. Like, why would you go there, dude? I know. Like, what? A, what a strange. Like, and just like, wouldn't if if you were across the street from a giant anthropomorphic plant that called you on the phone, are you really gonna run across the street and be like, "What's wrong"? Like, no. Like, fuck that guy. He's a plant. I'm not talking to him. Like, no offense. I mean, Louie, I know you love plants, but if a plant was talking to you, I would hope you'd have the common sense of being like, listen, I can't talk right now. You're a plant. I can't do that. Like, what if, What in Audrey's brain was like, yeah, I'll go talk to that plant and give him a glass of water. You know, it might just be the fucking boyfriend. Her taste in boyfriend. She's just like... She's like, this plant might be the one for me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fuck. She's just like, this guy's telling me what to do. And like, yeah, because she only starts dating Seymour after Seymour's just like, hey, babe, here's what you got to (laughs) do. So I think she has like some kind of mind control thing going on with her where it's like, as soon as I. You know, you might be right because that plant can like influence things. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was like. The plant summoned her with his fucking crazy plant powers. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. But, I can't oh, even but handle any that. scene with Audrey interacting with like a thing like it was a 
an actual hand or something. Like with the, the phone or the fucking gun. I'm just like, I'm here for this. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to think about how slowly they're recording that too. Like it probably took them oh an hour God. to have this fucking thing pick up a telephone, and they they do it intricately. It does all the shit. It dials the phone. It's t- it tickled someone's ear at one point. Like they do unimportant movements that are probably difficult to shoot just to lend to the reality of Audrey too. They're like, this is a fully interacting organism. And we want you to believe that on film. So we're going to have this plant do as many cool shit as we can have it do. Oh, yeah. Like the drumming of the fingers on the glass. I'm like, now that I know that, like, that must have taken for fucking ever to do. Forever, bro. And, like, you also, like, they can't, like, at the time, they're not going to do a very good job of, like, digitally cutting someone out of frame. So there's a lot of people who Mm -hmm. just have to be out of frame but are lifting this thing. Like, you know, they probably got a boom stand guy to be like, that guy's fucking strong. Let's get him to do it. He holds a boom stand all day. So oh he holds God. a boom mic all day. So let's get this fucking guy to do it. Right. <laughs> it looks so good, too. Like, I cannot believe it's that iconic. that's a puppet. Yeah. And it's it's multiple puppets because there's multiple stages of Audrey, too. So when oh, it gets yeah. bigger, they, they wanted to enlarge the head. So there are three Audrey's. Over the course of its growth. Oh, damn. So they had so to build crazy. all of those. And then they had to build the little tiny Audrey's that came off of its plant. Like, you know how it was like growing multiple at that point? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. on the stems. Which, by the way, that scene fucks me up. That shit's so scary. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I really like that. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It, it's beautiful camp. It's uh, This is like. If like you're you used to be a theater kid with me in high school, you understand like the appeal of like uh putting on like a big show, like an extravagant, like over the top, goofy performance. And like that's how this the whole end scene of the film felt. Like between uh Levi, uh the guy who uh sings for Audrey too, and um Rick Moranis, that vocal performance as well as like the physical performance of walking around the shop fighting each other was like that's cinema like in its whole like that's like the final scene from tenacious d it's just fucking epic like him running around that plant shop and almost dying as this plant's trying to kill him is iconic as fuck oh yeah it is it's very satisfying to watch so um yeah so with the alternate ending by the way which for which is the actual ending but i mean alternate for you louis the one where it ends all nice there is, like, mm-hmm. a little thing they added at the end that I think I should mention, just so people don't realize it's not, like, all hunky-dory. Uh, when you go, mm-hmm. when they went over to their like, garden in front of their house, there was a little Audrey growing there. So that is important to mention. The movie still ended with, like, a mm, the, the threat's not gone. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Brainy, what was your favorite part of the movie? Mm, I really like... Um when when it grows like the little Audrey's off the hands. Oh my god, I hate that so much. <laughs> the worst. I think that's so oh, cool, and I think knowing that that's a puppet is crazy. Plan fact time, Louie. How many plants can actually do that? Where like they grow like stubs that are almost like fully the same as the plant they're attached to? Do you know? Uh, quite a shitload actually. <laughs> oh shit, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, that fucks me up. It feels yeah, very much so, like Alien when it does that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cool. So, like, let's see. So, the way it's most commonly done is with, like, a tequila agave. 
where it like throws up a big old flower in the center. Mm-hmm. And then Tiki will plant that in. Uh, quote unquote. But little baby Tiki grow underneath that. Little Tila Tiki like, <laughs> Yeah. Little Tila <laughs> That's awesome. But that's, yeah. And it's uh, really common, actually, for a lot of plants to just grow like that. Yeah, that's especially so if crazy. you consider the Audrey head as being a flower. Then it's like. Well, a whole shitload of plants flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, even grasses flower. It's crazy. They're really small. Wow. Wait, nice. really? But, uh, yeah. Uh, I took a course in college, and it was uh, how to identify a grass by the little flowers in the leaf blade. What? And uh, let That's me tell so you, cool. it sucks ass getting a microscope <laughs> in there and like actually trying to identify it. Louis, we have to do a video at some point, like an in-person video, where we do plant shit with you, because this is fascinating. Louis, did you learn about weed in school? I did, actually. Um, Are you really asking the plant? I bring on a plant specialist to review Little Shop of Horrors, and you ask him, do you know about growing weed (laughs) on the podcast? Go ahead, Louis. I want to know. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, Wow, that is a butchered ass fucking year. Um, but no, plants are really tiny. And I love them. They're great. That's, That's awesome. What do you think, what plant do you think is the most, like, similar to Audrey 2 as far as, like, a real plant that exists? Ooh. So the thing with Audrey 2 is it kind of, at least to me, it feels more like, so like, barring the whole like, oh, it's moving around and shit. Because then it's like, oh, it's no play. Big brain take. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a fucking plant. Come on. It, like, it operates like a plant. It may be an alien plant, but it's a plant. It has, it has green. It can absorb sunlight. Yeah. Also, it's a movie. You got to suspend your disbelief a little bit. Exactly. We're talking about a plant that sings like the blues, like that sings like amazing music. Like, obviously, we're on we're off the reservation of normal here. Yeah. So, yeah, what what but, what, what plant would you like assign to it being like, I guess, like in a weird al- like this might be an alien version of this plant that actually exists. Yeah, I guess. Here, I'll try to find. And what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking of. Is it like a Venus flytrap? While he's looking for that, kids, just want to give you guys a reminder to uh, subscribe to the Patreon. We put out good content. Oh, yeah. Louis is a subscriber. Little Man yeah. is a subscriber in a way, as in we'd give him free membership. He gets membership through me. <laughs> and I yes, have to say, I it's, it. worth a, it's worth it. Thanks, dog. Like, like but, yeah. yeah. We, no, go ahead. What's up? Um, so Audrey 2, at least the head, reminds me of, uh, the water wheel. Uh, it's a carnivorous plant that grows underwater. And it's one of the fastest plants around. Carnivorous? Uh, yeah. It eat meat. Whoa, that's crazy. Wait, so there's, oh, a, yeah, there's a death plant that's underwater that eats fish? Uh... I don't think it's big enough to eat fish, but 
Yeah, water flea. So it eats like small insects. So not like it won't chop off a toe or anything. We were uh, talking. But it eats like water bugs. Wow, that's crazy. Dude, that's fucking nuts. We were talking the other day about like how crazy the ocean is and how like fucked up I mean, I know that you're a plant guy, but we were talking the other day about how there's like there's depths that people can't go to in the ocean. Like they know that it's there and that it's that deep, but they've never been there because obviously the pressure alone would fucking squash you like a bug. But uh, we were just thinking, like, of all the wild shit that's probably underneath there, and I bet it's the probably insane plants. I bet the sea plants, like the aquatic plants, are fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, like, holy moly, uh, that shit's fucking wacky, dude. The fucking, I'm so we're so gonna put a picture of that thing. The what? What was it called again? The one that you said? Uh, the water wheel. Uh, the water wheel. Up on- Discord, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll use that pic in Discord uh, then for any Anyway, that's a dead language, so I don't care about It's in a dead language. I love you. Oh my god. All right, Frank, come here. He's sent pictures. Okay, cool. We'll use all of these too. Oh, hell yeah. But, that's um, insane yeah, looking. So the water- Right, but doesn't the head kind of look like Audrey 2's head almost? It does. It really does kind of look like Audrey 2 yeah. in a way. That'd be a great sequel. <laughs> They're Dude, under. it's just straight up an underwater Audrey 2. That'd be insane. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But, so, Franny. But yeah. So no, I'm no, thinking... go ahead. Oh, yeah. You, you so, I'm thinking Audrey 2 is like a compositive plant. Mm-hmm. Where it's um, that the water wheel I'm thinking is like the head mixed with like a cabbage almost, because that's kind of what it looks like when it's like little baby Audrey. And then yeah, the leaves are a cat. Like you mix a cabbage with a water wheel, and you get Audrey too. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Right, and then the tentacles are. There we go. That's the proper name for that plant. So the so the little tentacles kind of remind. Oh, that's not the right copy paste. What if he just like accidentally there sends me go. like a cat meme or something? <laughs> I, I've done that a couple. The tentacles really remind me of uh, this thing. The wandering dude. Uh, if you're a little, dude. if you're a little older in the plant collection world, it used to be called wandering Jew or the gypsy plant. But, what? Uh, I know. <laughs> for the longest time, just wandering Jew, and it's like, oof, yikes, <laughs> right, right. So now they call it wandering dude. It's like when people use like called like the shirt I'm wearing a wife beater. I'm like, I don't know if I like that oh, terminology. Yeah. Like that one's so commonly accepted too. I'm like, dude, let's not call it a wife beater, please. Um and speaking of wife beaters, so the the dentist character also, what did you think of the Bill Murray uh the little uh cameo he did? <laughs> I love that someone just got the shit out of his parade. Dude, I my favorite thing is like <laughs> How at the end he comes back and he's like, I, "You could, I, you should sell me that plant, blah blah blah," and it's like, of course the dude who went into dentistry to like 
purposely get drilled on and like enjoy the pain of having your teeth pulled is the weirdo who's also a corporate like sleaze. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Oh yeah. Like that totally that matches up for me. Right. Oh my gosh. Franny, what's your what's your favorite song from the musical? Suddenly Seymour. Oh, okay. Well that 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 tracks as well. It's ridiculous. It's insane. So insane. Yeah, I mean that's definitely the one that like everybody knows, but I, I don't actually like that song that much in the context. Like anything with Audrey too, just like having Levi there like sing and be a part of the of the movie. He's like has the most amazing yeah, voice. Yeah, I like the Feed Me Seymour song too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that one's good. And it's also creepy. Like they find a way to make it like still creepy even though it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like I heard those songs before ever seeing this movie. Franny is literally making the thumbnail for this video. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I was I like, what is she doing? About it. I just wanted to look up pictures of Audrey too. <laughs> and they're insane. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Dude, this movie. So, um... So what's what's your final verdict on it, Louie? Where does it rank for you? We we like to rate things with numbers on this channel, but you can say however you think about it in whatever way. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll rank it in terms of invasive or non-invasive. You know, keep up with like the whole plant. <laughs> I say this plant or this movie is a hundred percent a native uh, native movie. Very good. Not invasive. <laughs> oh i know about that from milkweed like milkweed. invasive or native oh my gosh milkweed dude it's ridiculous yeah i mean I, like, I i wonder if it's like a nice little niche for you too because you are like into plants and like how many movies are there about a guy who plants stuff and much less make it entertaining yeah yeah like Which, that's a really because you know all those educational videos as, as as cool and educational as they can be are really fucking boring sometimes. So it's like, you know, there's something in, in the plant community that I can watch. That does, isn't, it like, does it like make sense, like the science-y parts of it? Or like... What do you... You mean like it eating people? No. No, like when he's like doing like the plant stuff, like working on plants and like all the things he tries. Uh, for the time it was shot in, like in the 80s, it matches, but like with modern plant technology... Oh, like yeah. looking at it through a modern lens, like, oh yeah, this guy—he's dumb, big dummy. But if you like look back on it on the '80s, like, or heck, even the '60s, because that's when it was officially wrote in. Yeah, and that's when it takes wow. place. Like it all kind of tracks. That's like, so he crazy. Just, like, it, like scrape off a chunk of Audrey and be like, "All right, boys, send this to the lab. Let's see what we're fucking dealing with." <laughs> yeah, true. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. He really went at it like. Totally like redneck style, like Jerry rigged. Like, all right, let's figure out how to make this ED plant grow. Right. And um, yeah, like that. And he was also a child who was forced to work there, so it's not like he went to school for it. Like, he literally yeah. learned how to deal with these plants just by like trial and error. Probably murdered so many plants in that course of time. Oh man, I I murder like every palm tree or oak grass I get my hands on. And it sucks because I love those plants. They're really pretty. But I just cannot keep them alive for some reason. 
That's insane that you're like a plant guy and you can't keep your plants alive. I kind of love but that. I have, a cac- I have succulents like in this little thing that I can barely reach. And I don't know the last time I watered them and they just still look alive. That's about Dude, the only plant succul- experience I have. Succulents are crazy. I have a, I have one that I've literally forgotten about. And I'm like, oh yeah, I better water this. <laughs> and it'll be like, no, that's too much water. And it'll start wilting and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep forgetting about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a cactus in our bathroom and the only water it gets is like from the shower steam and it's been living for like three years. Yeah. Oh, I have a couple of plants over by our kitchen faucet and like that's where they get half of their water is just from like the <laughs> steam coming off the Is that like a common like, practice? I literally don't know shit about plants audience. Like I'm I'm illiterate when it comes to plants. So in nature, uh, a lot of desert plants uh get their water that way. Especially like coastal desert regions like the cacti in like Baja California in that area. Is uh the coastal mist like rolls in the area and they like just trap and capture that moisture. That's crazy. And I guess orchids too. That's why their uh, little roots are kind of waxy. It's to prevent all that moisture loss until there's like actual moisture on the plant. Blown away. Yeah. That's so fucking but, cool. I love that we're doing this plant podcast and none of, and nothing is about a Venus flytrap has been said this whole time, which is definitely what everybody thought. I had be a talking Venus flytrap. They look cool. It's just like that's so the immediate, yeah. you know, comparison when people talk about this movie. And I'm like, I don't know how similar they are. Like, like Louis, how actual sim- actually similar is a Venus flytrap to like Audrey? I mean, they both close their mouth. So they're something, right? <laughs> is that literally the only similarity? Yeah, because, I mean, Audrey, too, doesn't, like, kind of has sensors outside of the, I guess, main mouth part. Yeah. And the way being a flytrap is they have tiny little hairs on them on the inside of the mouth. That's why, like, they activate when insects walk across them. That's crazy. Yeah. So, also, Audrey kind of chews her his, her, there, voiced by a man, but like, does I don't really think there's any distinct, you know, kind of yeah. asexual in a way. They, them, they, them might be good. Yeah. I've been saying him this whole time, so I guess I'm the asshole here. <laughs> I mean, Audrey, too, never, never say it's like my preferred pronoun. Yeah, here we go. Audrey comes for us on Twitter like a, dog. There's a TikTok audio going around about like this person talking about how their son had to like put a pronoun the second day of school and how they're scared that if they didn't, they'd be assumed that they, them. <laughs> I mean, there could be worse things. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm neutral. Like, I, don't think that's, I don't think that should be something they're terrified of. I, I read one thing where it's like, right. the, these pronouns are going to confuse them is what somebody said. And it's like, dude, your kid's literally learning about pronouns right now. This is the perfect time. They know about right? a thing being like a house, you know, like they, they understand what nouns and pronouns are. They're learning right now. Now's the time yeah. to tell them about it. They'll be like, oh shit, I get that. <laughs> it's like they're going like, there to if, learn. And I mean, if anything, it'll just be like, 
you know, you don't have to use this to refer to yourself, but like if someone refers to themselves, like here's how they can do it. Yeah. Like it's It's just so it's such an easy thing, you know. Common decency out the window. Common decency. Um like but (laughs) I feel like if Audrey too were I guess botanically accurate as a plant, it would probably be I guess a Venus a Venus flytrap mixed with a sundew plant would probably be the closest thing I could see it becoming. What plant is that? What does it do? Uh so it's another carnivorous plant. And the way this one works is uh the little tentacles on it. Yeah, fuck it. They're tentacles now. They're not leaves, they're tentacles. I mean, it's uh, way cooler to describe them as tentacles. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, the way they work is like a, an insect will land on them and like try to drink the dew off them because it's like a little nice, like sickly sweet thing. And the plant's just like, ah, I got you, you dummy, you dumb insect, you fool, you fucking moron. And, and it'll, you're canceled. You absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> got you, it'll, you dingus. Uh, Right. it'll start uh winding up that plant and start like or winding up that tentacle and just like encase that uh insect in it and then it'll just start digesting it just there weird like out in the open air weird these carnivores are fucking so crazy i'm so glad they're not sentient they're fucking mean ass plants Oh my gosh, dude! Crazy. I have picture plants that are just like, oh, Franny. Maybe something will fall in. Maybe <laughs> something won't. <laughs> just like sitting there, like, hmm. Well, like, let's say I dropped like a cheese it on one of those plants or something. Yeah. It'll eat a cheese it. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's all I want to feed. I want to feed one of those little goldfish to one. <laughs> like to a picture plant. Yeah. It'll, I don't know nutritionally how well that'll do for the plant. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a terrorist about it and run around and feed a bunch of crazy shit to a bunch of them. I just want to do it to one of them. Just like this one plant. Is that kind of fucked up though, for real? Or is that uh, okay? Not really. Is that like plant abuse? No, no. Am I going to like, if people going to come for me if I do this to this plant? Yeah, they'll cancel you on Twitter. They'll be like, "This guy feeds Cheetos to his picture plant." <laughs> like they're like, "What? That's crazy!" <laughs> I thought there were monsters in the world, but this is too far. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness! I knew there was evil, but my god, Cheetos and picture plants, and not even the baked kind, just straight up. <laughs> yeah, like it. It feels kind of fucked up to say you're gonna do that, Logan. Oh man, that's so funny. I really want to do it even more now. Should Logan be canceled? But, I mean, honestly, as long as like the pitcher plant like is throwing out multiple pitchers, and like this pitcher's already on its way out, like fuck it, you might as well see if it like actually does something. You know, Wouldn't like, it be crazy? I I feel like that's something people would want to see. I think it would be interesting to see what kind of like alternative foods would be good for 
carnivorous plants. Because the, the main reason a lot of them resort to carnivory, and this is at least the case with like a Venus flytrap. Holy shit, I almost forgot. <laughs> with it's, Audrey too. Yeah. The one it's, that, um, yeah, the one that everybody says is Audrey too, gotcha. Oh yeah, the Audrey too. <laughs> the OG Audrey too. Uh, the OG is, Audrey uh, too is a Venus flytrap. Yeah. <laughs> It's because they grow up in a super nitrogen poor soil. And so that's why they like invest all this like evolutionary time and whatever to like digest insects is because insects are a rich source of nitrogen. That's crazy. It's crazy to think like biologically that like not like people obviously like creatures evolve and stuff, but it's weird to think about plants doing it like that, you know, Biologically, they're gonna they're gonna slowly like mutate into something that can survive in certain conditions. That's the shit that fucks my brain up. Oh man, especially when they have to like like plants have to account for uh, ways that like I can't move from my spot, so I have to be able to deal with like whatever the hell's going on here. I think that's why I don't care about the monarch butterfly. I'm just like, dude, it it can only yeah. eat milkweed, like. These plants adapt so much to survive in these conditions. These butterflies can't try another, like, nectar. Like, that's crazy to me. No, it's yucky. They're like, that's gross. Like, ew. <laughs> they're, like, on a strict ew. diet. They're, they're the keto users of God. butterflies. They're just like, no. And like, it's it's like of- they just want to die. and <laughs> Like pandas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, the crazy thing. Oh, yeah. I never said the thing about a uh, milkweed. Anyway, I'm all for it as long as it's like the local native variety of milkweed. So only native variety of milkweed people. If you're thinking about trying to save the monarch butterflies, if you're one of those people, I'm sorry. And also buy native milkweed. Yes. Randy's uh, doing a slow nod. Louie can't see that, so (laughs) it's basically worthless. He has no idea that you're agreeing. I agree. (laughs) feel like i have a hunch of it somehow <laughs> like you oh, somehow know you just you're just yeah. hearing her excited breaths like and she's like oh that means she's excited it's like a bull <laughs> wow <laughs> oh she's mad now oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow it, it's crazy talking with you louie because like it's it's wild because we had we have so many memories man like the the video game oh, tournament yeah. at your uh, your parents like apartment complex. Do you remember those? Oh, oh yeah, dude. We would yeah. all a bunch of gross boys and like the one or two girls that hung out with all the gross boys were gathering up in these in like this. I think, Go ahead. We were just gaming, dude. We were playing we Super were Smash Bros. Oh, is Louis from Laporte? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, dude. She's a Laporte stand. She she yeah. She, I've been there multiple times. With yeah. Logan. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it's a nice place, but uh, it definitely needs to have something else besides paintball going on for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like very Indiana. uh, I'm working on a project where like this isn't a secret, but it has to do with Laporte and like hometown stuff, and it's so easy to get a hold of some people, 
because I have some credentials I can use, you know, like I got like articles and stuff, but then some people, they just like are impossible to get a hold of. And I'm like, I kind of need you to tell me that you'll do this in order for me to find it worth it to spend the time down there. Mm-hmm. But like Laporte is such an interesting spot. Like, sorry if we're just like doxing Laporte right now, but it it's so odd. Like there's such like a, a nothing for kids to do this that it caused a lot of people to hang out with their friends like all the time because we had no other choices of anything to do mm-hmm. other than like sit around and play video games. Yeah, there really isn't much for like non-video gamers out there. Like that started my event organizer in me because I, me, you and Damon had the idea and we kind of organized it. And then I went on to have a job where I was like organizing video game tournaments like every other weekend kind of thing. Yeah. And it's oh so God. funny, like, that's what Laporte gave us, man. It gave us skills that you can't, like, you know, it, it, they're hard to pick up when you do them older. We, we figured out how to have our own fun and make our own fun really early on because we were just like, what the fuck else are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do, poke a cow? That's, yeah. like, five hours out. <laughs> even, <laughs> even, even, like, the farm life that would be near us to tip cows was still not close enough to make Dude. it, like, actually happen. No. Our one chance, like a high school gas budget. <laughs> like, dude, everybody in high, nobody in high school had jobs because <laughs> there weren't any jobs. So ninety percent of us were unemployed. So, like, mm-hmm. we barely, like, we had to do like weird, like, half jobs to get money. You know, so I didn't yeah. say hand jobs. I said half jobs. I heard hand jobs. No hands involved. There was no hands. That's, that's what somebody that had hands like, involved would say. <laughs> God. But yeah, that's one of the best Ooh. memories. And another one is you were riding your br- your bike through my neighborhood and you happened to see me and you were coming back from Taco Bell and you were like, dude, I'm so fat. I just bought so much Taco Bell. I can't eat any more of it. Do you want this taco? And I was like, yes. And it was like a nacho taco thing. And it was the best Taco yeah. Bell I ever had. And I was like, Louie's a fucking G for that. You literally rolled up like, I got too much. My stomach hurt. Take this taco. Oh, man. Fucking, I just remember that time um, you were on the stage crew for the plays yeah. at the high school. And you're like, hey, man, check out this, like, asbestos-lined room. And I'm like, you guys could just hang out up here? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah i I remember so funny i remember we'd have some because i was i was president of the drama club what up and we would have some yeah. wild times doing the school plays like i really should not have been one of the people in charge i'll say that <laughs> i was so very funny. irresponsible were you still around when uh like stage performers got banned from the catwalk i don't think i was i think that was after i was gone but i heard about that oh yeah Apparently, and I'm taking some of the blame because I definitely like fucked off. Of- <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, a lot of the performers would keep going up there so often that they're just like, "All right, no one but stage crew could go up there now." That sucks because we, we we used to go up there all the time. Ugh, that's so annoying. So cool. Well, because here's the thing too: is like you need that in case like like let's say um, like for almost Maine, the stage crew had to throw a shoe on stage 
And it was like yeah. it, the, 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 the upper walk was the best spot because you could literally just toss it down and it was like super professional. I did that play right. again when I moved to like the little like, you know, Cincinnati city I moved to. And the high school was so small that the way they had the shoe moment happen was they had someone off stage throw it at the stage. And it literally hit the girl I was doing the scene with. I remember oh, that. No. <laughs> but to top it all off on stage, the shoe was still tied to it. And I had to, because uh, they had a string in case they missed because they were throwing ridiculously. So there's a string attached to the shoe. And they're uh-huh. like, I have to get the string off and I can't get the fucking string off. They like tied it. Like they tied it like an end of an episode of like MacGyver where I need, I needed extra tools and like a great idea to untie this. Like it was a brainstorm oh moment. They tied the living fuck out of it. They truckers hitched this goddamn shoe. Oh so I couldn't get it shaken from the rope. And so we're improvising because otherwise I'm just standing on stage, holding her shoe attached to a string, like silently. So we're improvising and I say the word fuck on stage. I remember that. I was like, well, fucking. <laughs> oh, and my God. No one was crazy. So crazy. Nobody reacted to it. Like, nobody. Yeah. And I was like, I was like freaking the fuck out at that moment, Louie. I thought I was in so much trouble. And then we walked off stage and they're like, hey, great, great improvising, man. I'm sorry that I got stuck. We'll have somebody for the next show. We'll have somebody tied a little bit looser. And I was like, that's all you have to say? They're like, yeah, it was really funny. Great job. And I was like, oh, my God. They didn't catch it. Thank you, Lord. Hell yeah. But there was definitely a couple of texts like, did you just say fuck on stage? I was stage crew just to hang out with you. I didn't do any stage crew stuff. I, I just know hung out you with drove you. everyone insane. Yeah, they everybody hated, hated me because she she was in stage crew, but she was like essentially. Group, I was you were, you were groupie level at this moment. Yeah, I was useless. She was just like obsessed. We with had like me. just started dating. Yeah, she so. was, you were obsessed, dog. Like, don't even, why are you so obsessed? You're with obsessed me? with me. Shut up. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, and. <laughs> Do you remember what happened with the with the cupcakes? You remember? Yeah. Oh my so, god. So everybody already hated her, right? <laughs> and so she, t- we had cupcakes, and this is right before like, the show, my dude. She no, puts- it was after oh. it wrapped. Like it was the last day after it wrapped. We were about to go out to eat at Beatups. No, no. This this the cupcakes were before the last <gasps> show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So this is what happened. I'm in makeup. Yeah. Uh huh. I got like the little stuff on my face. Yeah. She oh, yeah. shoves a cupcake in my face. Oh no! <laughs> I I get so mad. I'm like, Franny, what the fuck? They're gonna have to do it all over again. And then she hits me with the cupcake in the face again. And then me expecting me to chase her, which I wasn't going to because we were adults, you know. We were well, adults. I mean, we, were we were high schoolers. We were high schoolers, but like, I didn't think that you would actually believe I'd chase you through the auditorium holding a cupcake. Like, that's not gonna happen. And she ran into one of the auditorium chairs head first and busted her fucking shit, dude. I mean, and then everybody was like, did you hit her? Because she looked fucked up. <laughs> she had a like, black yeah, eye and everything. She ran, oh into a, she ran into a metal chair full force. And she was when she was oh. running, she lost balance and like basically tripped into it with her face. Oh, shit. So she was straight up like... Dude, she looked like the dentist girlfriend. Like that's all I'm gonna say is like she looked <laughs> fucked up. They're like, where'd you get that shiner? Right. She got fucked up, I and did. everybody was so mad at her. They yeah. were like, oh my everybody god. They were like, you suck so much. And then they hated me as a result. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is just what it is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm. She apologized. You, po- She's you apologize. She's a little crazy, but. Her- 
And then when we were all going out to B-dubs, everybody I thought- I still went. Everybody thought that Franny couldn't go because she had a curfew. And then she like texted her dad. She's like, I can go. And everybody's like, fuck. And I was like, <laughs> guys, stop. <laughs> oh, man. But you grew into your ears a little bit. You fit into the group better yeah. as time went on. Definitely. But that, yeah. that was tough, dog. That was early. <laughs> we did a play together, right, Louie? Yeah, I, I don't know if we ever acted together in a play. But we were definitely in like a couple productions together. Uh, were we in Almost Main together? Yeah, I was the guy that got the shit beat out of him with an ironing board. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. The best part is Louis had this great. He look, look Louis's an awesome dude, and I think he did a really good job. But he did have this one thing that he did that he did not shake until the night of the show. And I don't know if you oh, remember no. this, but he would smile the whole time, like big ass fucking like br- face breaking smile the that's whole so, scene. That's and it's like, you need to have like a real conversation. Yeah. And he knew his lines. Yeah. He was, and he was talking normally. He was like, well, da, 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 da. and when he's got this crazy joker this smile goofy, on, I love it. And we were like, Louie, well, you know, you're having fun, but you're smiling so fucking hard right now. <laughs> Jesus. Bring oh. it down. Louis. <laughs> oh, you know that's still a habit I couldn't shake in a uh, fucking improv. Uh, <laughs> you just smiling all the time, dude. You just such a yeah. you just geeking out, dude. You're just having such a good time. You can't handle it. <laughs> I, I was it. um. Oh god. So you've done improv before, right? A hundred percent. I taught improv. I taught an improv class. Oh shit. Okay. So you know the rule. Don't fuck over your other performers unless you can act your way out of it. Yes, 100%. So I fucked over my performer. <laughs> and you didn't act your way out we, of it, did you? Well, no, because it was all part of an elaborate joke, you see. <laughs> and so, have you heard of the game, uh... Oh, shit. I, I think it's like translation game or some shit like that. Translation game? Definitely great title. Yeah. Never heard of it. Oh, I'd probably butcher the title. I think you might have. Uh, <laughs> it got lost in translation, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the way the game works for those Like the telephone game? Is that what you're trying to say? So the, there's uh, four performers. Two oh. translators and two people speaking a made-up language. Well, quote-unquote made-up language that the audience suggests. And I was one of the performers that spoke the made-up language. And our language was a sign language, right? Oh, yikes. And so my my, uh, scene partner, you know, he's putting his hands around, you know, doing sign language. And I'm just like, stop. 45 miles per hour. Falling rocks ahead. Railroad crossing. And everyone's like, Louie, you idiot. You fucking goober. You ruined it. Why? <laughs> they were like, why is this dude talking about traffic right now? Yeah. Why the fuck is he talking about traffic? And then I said, like, 44th and Jefferson. And then everyone's just like, oh. Now that oh, that's way... That's you get, the thing is, wait, where you fucked up was you had to come in with an aggressive first sign that's like, that is a sign. You had to come oh, in with yeah. like one that's like not at all, like cannot be misinterpreted. Like stop can be misinterpreted. But if you were like highway 940, like if you were like really jumped into the first sign, I feel like everybody oh, would yeah. have got the joke. 
Oh yeah. But you just being like, stop railroad crossing. They're like, what is this? Twin peaks. Yeah. <laughs> but the best thing, at least in my eyes is like almost everyone in the audience. And like my scene performers got the joke at around the same time. Oh my god! So just all of a sudden, there's like everyone's like, "Oh wait, he's not an idiot. He's just interpreting sign language as actual fucking signs." <laughs> it doesn't mean you're not an idiot, though. <laughs> I think going, oh, no, I think jumping off the deep end with that joke without something more prepared was a choice. <laughs> it was definitely a choice I made. Franny gave up on her improv scenes. I mean, she literally gave up. Do you remember? I gave up at... I gave up mid-audition when I decided to try out for the play. I gave up mid-audition. Like, I decided I'm not going to act anymore. <laughs> and, like, the... I'm Franny now. I was like, I'm not good. This is this was a failed experiment. And, and she was auditioning oh. with somebody who, at the time, lacked, uh, like self-confidence a little bit like you know like the guys who like all have all the best intentions with acting but they just like aren't like socially there yet or they're like they're like scared to put themselves out there she was she that was her her performance partner and she went done and he (laughs) he he misinterpreted that like what what did i do but it's like no 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 you don't understand uh buddy she's just like she quit like she just quit she's not doing it anymore and has nothing to do with you Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely acted uh, with a couple of people. Like, <laughs> there's a... Like, have you had those performers where they're just a... And now I have a gun. Yes. <laughs> I, the, like the, the, the freaking Michael Scotts of the world definitely have had that improv yeah. before. I did that once oh. at Laporte. We were like, all right, it's, it's, it's stupid superhero game, which is like... Everybody pops up and they give the like superhero catchphrase and who they are and like a pose. And like they tend to be like they're on the spot so they're wild and they're like super stupid. And mine was man with oddly erect leg man. Oh what? And then I hopped out on one leg with one leg pointing hard as fuck like a ballerina at somebody. And there wasn't a single laugh. And everybody was just like, It's time to move on. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, that, was, that would have been the perfect like all right he's the villain <laughs> <laughs> he's the villain <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a villain by the way and everybody starts cheering that would have fixed the joke <laughs> they would have started just cheering right after that <laughs> yeah cause that just doesn't seem like a superpower well it's worse when i did like improv stuff with like the boys like damon and zeth and stuff when they were in the drama club because they would if you weren't funny they would fucking murder you on the spot i remember at one point i said powdered donuts make me go nuts and they both just started booing at me because <laughs> we were talking about drugs that's so funny and i was like powdered donuts make me go nuts and they were just like boo bad i'm like no don't do this to me like but i'm going nuts for donuts yeah i thought the, i thought the donuts line was pretty good yeah it's, it's pretty, insane it's pretty funny but speaking from now that people understand that we're both we were both on the stage we were stage people to some degree doesn't yes. bringing it back to the movie a little bit. The movie literally feels like a production. It really does, especially with like the painted background. Obviously, the whole musical aspect. But I yeah. feel like that's not a 
that's like a free space on the big sheet. Yeah. At the same time, though, it is this is more like a musicale, as as Miss Darvis would say in High School Musical, in the sense that like there's musicals that are like they are they do break out into song and you could see them on Broadway, but Uh this is like this is like when the theater like they're very active and like in the the film the characters literally project as though they're on stage for the movie like the whole movie mm-hmm. they project their lines they talk to themselves like they have they have thoughts that were should be in like their inner mind out loud as if it's to an audience and i really i love that about the movie it's it feels like a production 100 percent. yeah mm-hmm. i i love the feel like bringing it back to the production thing i love the feel of the fucking the 100 dollar roses guy like he totally just feels like someone that they just got off like a day or two before they're like all right here's your lines here's your toad go get him tiger yeah and he just he just went in there like 100 roses blah, 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 blah. and then the the other people they brought in too like it was still kind of the same thing and i think that that was the director trying to give off like there's something mystical about how they like this plant but it, it plays so comically in the moment. I, I never question that those are just actually insane it's, rich people. Yeah, it's fun and campy. Like it feel it also oh, yeah. feels like how insane rich people be. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. rich people are such fucking psychos as it is. Like they would totally be the type to be like, Guess I'll have to take a hundred. <laughs> but that was supposed to be showing us like there's something paranormal or abnormal about this encounter. But I don't get that from the movie because I just actually believe they're this way. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Oh man, I've had, I've had a, oh, hi little man. Oh, Sorry. hi little uh, man. Yeah, he's just laying next to me. Um, but yeah, I've had a customers back when I worked at a florist shop. I was like, yeah, so like I could probably do this arrangement for like $200. Because they brought in a big ass base and they're like, I just want a shitload of stuff in there. And I was like. Yeah, maybe two hundred on the low end, maybe four hundred. What's your budget? And he's like, Oh, I was expecting like six hundred. I'm like, I could make it into uh, a six hundred base if you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, literally, there's like one diamond encrusted rose in there. It's like, <laughs> what's the most expensive flower arrangement that you ever like made or like saw somebody buy? Uh, well, not counting funeral arrangements because those are expensive as fuck. Oh, I bet. Uh, I ordered a $200 arrangement once because I'd just gotten this chemist position. I was excited to finally be back in a lab, and I'm like, I'm going to buy myself some flowers. And I brought in my vase, and I was like, all right, my only uh, stipulation is, like, no uh, green filler Hmm? and uh, lots of different colors. I bet that was so pretty. Oh, I think I have a picture of it actually. It's That's going badass. On the thumbnail. That's badass. It's going on the thumbnail. Hell yeah. That'll be Audrey three or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Franny, your rating of the movie. Oh, I really like this movie. I, and I think when we watched it, like I didn't think I'd like it this much. Um I'm gonna give it like a nine. Wow. It's really good. It's really a fun nine. too. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty big for you. Yeah, like I, I like musicals, but I don't like. But I also have like a short attention span when it comes to things. And like this, this is blissfully short. And this is like I the best stand, of both worlds. I yeah. stand by that so much. Like, 
this really like they rock your world for an hour and 28 minutes. They're like, we'll get it. We'll get it done. And it's great. And I appreciate the fuck out of it. Cause there are just yeah, some, sure. especially musical port to movies. Like, you know, like whenever a musical comes over to it being a film, like in the Heights, for example, it's really mm-hmm. just like the pacing's just so fucking bad because you have to just sit there and deal with as if you're like, you know, people don't want to cut anything out. They don't want to cut out any of the dialogue. They don't want to cut out any of the character development. But if you just had them perform as better characters, you wouldn't need to just blatantly say who they are so much. Like in Broadway, there's literally songs where people introduce themselves and that's because they have time to do that. Like, the, the the fucking real version of cats did not need a song where every single character is like, and I'm Tony the cat. Like, I don't need that. Like I don't just, just show me who Tony is. I don't need him to literally introduce himself in song. And that's what a lot of these musicals have as like a big problem for them for me. Yeah, it definitely, I like that. It doesn't feel like, all right guys, here's a fucking Broadway ass musical where everyone has their own like song. It's just, like, it's nice and condensed. The songs themselves have, like, they have their own vibe to them over, like, you could listen to the album and it's its own journey. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, individual song where it's like, all right, here we go. Here's Mushnik's song. Like, no one would no. care. Like, no one would give a fuck. And that is so true of musicals. There are literally songs where it's like, and here's the moment where Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman sing together. I like, like this. I don't care. Yeah, I, I like um, that it's a comedy, too. That it's actually funny. And I love anything, like, horror-centric. Like, yeah. I, I, I love, Especially, like, like, horror camp. Yeah, horror camp is where it's at. It really is. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's... And th- it's, like, kind of the personality, you know? Like, you know, I dig... I don't care. I dig on, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and all, like, the cringy emo stuff. Mm-hmm. Louis knows that I used to be a cringy emo. He knew me then. Wow, that's crazy. What did you think? Actually, no, this is a really good point, actually. What did you think of yeah. me when we were younger, Louie? Did you think I was, like, totally the weirdest dude ever? Uh, you know, half of my memories, because I don't know why, but ever since the pandemic started, my memories are just like, hey, if you didn't write this down, fuck you. That's PTSD, no mem- buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's trauma related to COVID for sure. Anyway, here's my COVID trauma response. <laughs> I just forgot the before time. Um, I feel that. Do you remember the question I asked, though? Because I'm, I'm living on this moment. If he comes back with, like, I thought you were the worst, that'd be the funniest thing ever. Well, now I have to say that. No, but uh, did, but, did, but what did you think, though? Because I'll be very open. I thought you were, like, the not- We actually joked about it, how nice you were. Like, other people would make comments like, Louie is so nice. Like, that was your thing is you were, like, the nicest fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, to where it was a meme no, where I, we made jokes. Like, we couldn't we couldn't be mean to us if we tried. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I used to be a real piece of shit back in elementary school. <laughs> you, you got over it, though? You grew up? Yeah. No, um... So, like, I used to straight up be, like, a schoolyard bully. Like, just a real piece of shit. What? I know. Louie? Louie the schoolyard bully? Dude, I have to tell Damon that. That that will literally kill him. When I tell you that we used used to meme on Louie, like, when we went to his game night, 
when uh-huh. he, we went to the thing, he he like he like turned around and like you were speaking Spanish with your family, and uh-huh. like your your level of voice changed because uh, you know obviously you were talking to your parents, and yeah. it was it was like so stark, and we were memeing on you about it, and then you like didn't respond, and we thought you would be like shut up, but you weren't ever. So during that game night, we were like, what will get Louie to even have an emotional response to this? And there was nothing. There was nothing that would do it. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> I'm like, bro. But no, I thought you guys were pretty cool. You guys played video games. You played fighting games. So that was like, that was fucking rad as hell. Uh. But was the hair weird? Like, I just want you to say it. Was the hair weird? The hair. You had long black hair at the time right yeah no i kind of <laughs> dicked it that's crazy i had long hair and i was like oh hell another boy with long hair Let's yeah we go. were we were rebels wow we were little rebels dude the bad boys what's funny like oh, to call God. louis a bad boy is a meme within itself though it, it really cracks me up that you used to be a schoolyard bully because oh, you were dude, easily yeah. the nicest the, guy um, well the thing is is the guy that uh I, I bullied, like, came up to me in, like, middle school of all times. He's like, hey, man, you were kind of a piece of shit in elementary school. And I was like, I don't remember that. He's like, no, you, you were straight up for real piece of shit. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. Yeah. That's so funny. So That's every crazy. Time that I was like, man, I don't want to be a piece of shit anymore. <laughs> You know, kid, when you were a little kid, though, it's so weird. Like, I got into a fist fight with a kid because over over what color Power Ranger each one of us was in our game. And we beat the living oh. shit out of each other. Hell yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, we would play Tekken all the time. And he'd be like, no, I'm Paul Phoenix. I'm like, no, he's broken. You can't play him. He's too good. <laughs> Oh, you're one of those kids who's like, you can't pick that character. You're too good with that one. That's me and Franny whenever we play Injustice. She won't let me be oh, certain yeah. people. She's like, don't fucking pick that one. Definitely. And I get to pick this one where like I spam so hard you can't even physically move. I'm like, all right, fair enough. This is marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been trying to get my girlfriend to do a fighting game. And bless her heart, she tries so hard, but it's like, just playing them since I was a little kid. It's like... <laughs> I'll just like straight up just creamer, and I'm just like I'm sorry. So I, I'm a master at uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi. Like I am a master at that game. I did tourneys for that game, and one time I tried to turn on for Franny, and I like went, I really tried to go easy, and by the end of it, she was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not playing that ever again." Yeah, I was no, like, "What? No, fun. I love that game," and she's like, "No, no." She's like, like "I, yeah, I, that's, I that's couldn't even." With. She's like, "I couldn't even move." Which was not true, by the way. There was moments where I was I would literally take my character and physically stand away as far as possible as she got her bearings, and then she still uh-huh. couldn't do it. So I don't know is that if that's really a my bad thing, but whatever. It was. Oh, I feel you on that one. There's been times I played a uh, fucking Skullgirls, which is like a big old uh, Marvel versus Capcom like fighting game. Yeah, and I played it against people who actually knew how to play. Because I just bought it because I was like, oh, hell yeah, indie game. Let's go. And uh, I was just straight up, I don't know how to play. And I don't know. And I'm not having a good time. (laughs) 
Oh um, my god! All right, let me give him. A, I, I keep. We keep getting off track here. Let me get. Let me get back on track. Oh, yeah. We just did that again. Yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> Little Shop of Horrors for me. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I think it is wildly entertaining. I think that the pacing is amazing, and the acting and the performances are awesome. I think the reason it only eight ranks as an eight for me is just it isn't like. For me, the plot isn't like as strong as movies that I would categorize as a nine or ten. In other words, it's a perfect eight. I think it's the best version it could be of itself. It just doesn't rank that high for me, personally. Yeah. Um, but it it's like it's like a pitch perfect version of whatever it wants to be. Yeah. You're allowed to like, have an opinion, like, I guess. Uh, yeah, no. Franny's looking at me with death lies. You you just talked up this movie for an hour. You gassed it up for an hour and was like. I don't know if I like it that much, but I, uh, that's not what I'm saying. It's an eight. It's not a nine, I know. Yeah, but it's, it's an pretty eight. high for you. Yeah, it's super high for me. Yeah, like it's definitely not one of those movies where I'd be like, yeah, you could write like a full term paper on just like one of the side characters alone, but like, yeah, like if you're having friends over, like you could definitely put this on and no one would complain. It's, it's a, a moment. Fun yeah, it's like it's like watching like Rocky Horror or watching Houseu. Like I don't know how exact you can analyze the characters but like the film itself is just a totally like fun joyride yeah and that's all it needs to be for real oh yeah all right cool so i think uh yeah i think we just brought it up to a close guys if you liked uh me and franny uh as well, i mean also if you liked louie but i mean if you want to hear more from me and franny you can check out our two podcasts uh one is crosscut cinema youtube.com slash crosscut cinema and the other one is a pilot podcast youtube.com slash pilot podcast we review movies on crosscut cinema with our friends and then a pilot pod we do yeah. a podcast with cl blue recording artist cl blue we review uh tv show pilots and um this was like a really fun thing. Like, uh, I definitely think Louie and I are going to talk about plants in the future if you guys dig that. So let me know. I thought this was like really fun and interesting. And I think that a lot of people are going to like it. I think it's going to do similar to how the drummer video did with Landon. Like, but Louie, yeah. can I call the episode two film critics and a plant scientist review Little Shop of Horrors? Are you good with that title? That sounds fantastic. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you're okay with me calling you a plant scientist because I don't know what else I'd call you. Like, if there's a better <laughs> terminology. Um, but uh, yeah. I think plants not... It's really... It's going to be a great title. It's going to read really funny. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like its own, like, ridiculous, like, fringe thing on its own. Two yeah. film critics and a plant scientist review Little Shop of Horrors. I love it. Right. Um. Anyway, guys, make sure to subscribe. Check out our Patreon. Uh, go like our Twitters, yeah. um, twitter.com slash at last laugh Logan goes, yeah. go follow me if you want. Uh, just I, everybody kept saying I need to restart my Twitter and I did. And then like, as soon as, as soon as I restarted, I got two followers. So thank you Nice there from you go. the podcast. So that's cool. Um, at least I think it's from the podcast. They were, they were movie related things and they also followed Crosscut. So that's awesome. But anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much. Louie, thank you so much for coming and uh, being on the pod. I'm, we're definitely going to have him on in the future, 100%. Yeah, I already know thanks, about one we're going to do. So. Thanks, Louie. It was nice meeting you and talking to you. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun being on. And yeah, uh, yeah anytime you guys want me on, uh, let me know. Hell Sounds yeah. great. All right, folks, I'm going to play it out. Let's do this.
All right.